Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss Mr. Mom. Enjoy. to the show everybody we're here uh, at the show <laughs> how you doing jordan doing good I, this is crazy this is probably the quickest turnaround we've reviewed something after watching it yeah i literally saw I had it, one other okay. one where i like watched it right before we started right before coming upstairs to this the podcast is my room, second huh? one <laughs> yeah geez. quick turnaround I think it's good. Yeah, I, I like it. I like coming off fresh. As sometimes. fresh as we can. Coming off fresh. It's nice to be able to remember. I feel like I remember like smaller things about things that happen. Mm-hmm. When I like just just saw it. So yeah, hopefully that's true. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. <laughs> We're like, what was this movie about again? Oh crap! <laughs> so Mr. Mom is this week's movie. Uh, this is a 1983 film, written by Mr. John Hughes, directed by Stan Dracoti. Who I'm not familiar with is my favorite as well. Like I have not been familiar with several of these directors, but well, you know, it's been a long time since '83. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah, I don't remember it when I was alive and back in 1983. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember that before I was alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, not even a sperm yet. So you know, <laughs> uh, starring Mr. Michael Keaton, Terry Garr, Frederick Collier. So yeah. Uh, this movie grossed $64 million. I didn't let you guess. I'm sorry. It's okay, because we didn't know um, how much... We didn't it... have a budget, but I feel like that was a pretty big success in 1983. really good. Because that wouldn't be that bad now, really. No. $64 mil. For this type of movie, no. I think that's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty decent. I don't know. I'm going to guess this cost $18 mil. Sure. I don't you know. know. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Sounds fine. How much did they... Was Michael Keaton a big star at this point? What was the thing... Hmm. I, I always suspected that what gave him rise was Mr. Mom, which led to Batman and Beetlejuice and all that stuff mm-hmm. to work with Tim Burton. But I, I always suspected expected that it was this movie that did that. And so I, I don't know. I could be it wrong. It says he popped up in various popular TV shows, including Maude and the Mary Tyler Moore Hour. Wow. Um, I guess Michael Keaton is a stage name. Huh. I okay. Didn't, I didn't yeah, know that. Sounds about right. He said to satisfy SAG rules. So that's interesting. What does that even mean? You got to he... change your name, man. <laughs> Keaton has said in several interviews he searched for a phone book under K, saw Keaton, and decided to stop looking. <laughs> Real complicated backstory. <laughs> sounds like sounds like something he'd do. <laughs> His film debut was in a small non-speaking role in Jones Joan Rivers' film called Rabbit Test. Great. So he did some work with Jim Belushi, um, movie directed by Ron Howard called Night Shift. And yeah, I think you're about right. I mean, from what I'm seeing, Johnny Dangerous and Gung Ho were okay. two he did around the same time. This is a big breakout role right here. And then Beetlejuice was 88, so what, five years later? Yep. He did Beetlejuice. uh, I feel like that was was like the big, big one. Beetlejuice Beetlejuice. was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of had to flick a little bit more of his acting. 
These are the three big ones for him. Yeah, this, Beetlejuice, and Batman. Those are very different roles, and I think he he showed off a lot of range, you know? He's good. He's a good actor. Yeah. I think he's proved that even more recently. Yeah, totally. He's pushed himself. Um, This started a three-picture deal that John Hughes got with... It was 20th Century Fox. Okay. So he, he got he got 30 mil for a three-picture deal. Kind of reminds me of the deal Netflix gave. Who was it? Uh, oh, I know what you're doing. Scorsese. Happy right? Gilmore. What's his oh, name? Oh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's... Did, what, what was the deal? I know they did do a deal with Scorsese. He's got the new one with uh, Robert De Niro coming out. I just assumed. I know it's just that the one movie, The Irishman. They, they like to sign them up for more than one, don't they? <laughs> they I think so. You keep seeing them style. pop up here and there. Yeah. Just different. It was like, oh, I, you see them in Netflix movies. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. They are seeking new content. That's for sure. <laughs> but anyways, is this the first time you've seen this? This is. Wow. Yeah. This is one I've seen the box <laughs> mm-hmm. sitting at like Blockbuster and back in the day and. That's about all I I know of it. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I said that this was uh, I've seen this before, you which, it. I, which I have. But yeah. I like watching it now. I I was very young, and I remember like I thought I remembered a lot from it. I really don't. There's a lot <laughs> of it that I was like, oh wow, I did not remember I had yeah. this going that way. You know, it was one of those movies. The thing is, uh, there was a weird promotion back in the day at Pizza Hut. Weird thing, right? Pizza, yeah, Pizza Hut. It's like their common thing back in the day. It was so weird. It had a thing. Demo discs is the first one I think of. Okay, wait, 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 wait. It may have been either yeah, demo disc at Pizza. <laughs> that was amazing. It was either Pizza Hut or McDonald's. I, and I the need, book club. I need someone. Yeah, book it. <laughs> I need someone to correct me on this, but I know it was one of them. Pizza Hut or McDonald's, where they had a thing where yeah. you buy your meal or you buy your pizza, you pay five more dollars, you get a VHS tape. And I remember what? what a few of them were. I remember one of them that was back. That would be amazing now. Yeah, you get a Blu-ray get or something Blu-ray. like that or a digital copy. Digital download. That'd be awesome. That'd be sick. Um, one, of, uh, the, one of them was Back to the Future. Another wow. one was Field of Dreams. Wow. Uh, so decent movies. The American, An American Tale um, and Mr. Mom was among them. Wow. So That's not bad. I think out of these, we picked up two of them at some point. When one of that sounds like something that would be worth a lot on like eBay. I know, right? Like, this is the McDonald's version if of there Mr. Was, Mom. Like, a promotion thing, yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be awesome. I don't yeah. remember them there being any special casing or anything like that. But uh, back Ronald to the McDonald presents <laughs> Mr. Mom. <laughs> he intros the movie. <laughs> Hi kids, that would be worth so much. Oh, oh my <laughs> god, I'd, I'd, special intro. I'd love to see. It. I I I live for that. Reshot in like '93 or something. Ten years after for the promotion i don't know if you know this about me luke but this is how nostalgic i am <laughs> there is a youtube channel on yeah. on youtube but that's basically oh it's here are the commercials for this vhs tape so it's yeah. like oh here are the commercials for the free <laughs> willy vhs yeah. tape and i'll be like oh my god and i'm just <laughs> flooded with nostalgia if so if there was something out there like that i, I would they cut trailers playing. so differently back then oh my gosh <laughs> In a world yeah. where, yeah, the, I don't know. But, Little um, Johnny doesn't know where he's going. I mean, I think Back to the Future was the one I played over and over and over and over and over and over again. For good reason. For good reason. It's amazing. But I do remember watching this one maybe a couple times as a kid. But as I said, I there's a lot I don't remember about this one because yeah. I haven't watched it since is the thing. Whereas Back to the Future is something I've seen I a can, many times. I can see why you haven't. Okay. I mean, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a it's not a ki- it's not a really a it's, kids movie yeah. either, and not a movie. Back to the Future. It's, is a it's movie not Back to the Future. Well, yeah, no. There, there's certain like replayability <laughs> about that story too, and I think this is less so that. Yeah, it's not one you pop in every yeah. year, <laughs> like Back to the Future <laughs> might be for some people. It it is amazing how many of John Hughes movies though do have that replayability. Yeah, just like you know, fun stories you like to watch it over and over again. Yeah, Uncle Buck I think is probably one of the bigger ones for me yeah simple and classic stories is what yeah a lot of warm-hearted you know movies with a lot of heart yeah Yeah. so yeah yeah so um i guess just kind of getting into it so we are introduced to our family off the bat (laughs) and this is like that saxophone music is so <laughs> it's the yeah everything's all right just yeah. another day in paradise yeah. that kind of music i love it <laughs> and you know it's gonna turn around quick <laughs> yeah so many movies in the in the 80s and even 90s start off like that with that kind of music i, I kind of love it i don't know it's one of those things i i'm watching it i'm laughing a little bit but i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> So yeah, it's I I really enjoy um the kind of the scene in the carpool with like the guys together talking. I know I'm kind of skipping it. over some stuff. No, it's it's just it's where Jack works at the the car manufacturer yeah. and they visit the. Factories. Well, yeah, yeah, there too. But I meant like on the way there, the carpool, the guys are like talking oh. and like you know yeah. he, the whatever the driver's name he's like you know they're telling him like you didn't tell us you didn't tell him he was gonna get fired. Oh my gosh! He's like well. He I, I, he didn't pay for gas or something like that. We got Christopher Lloyd and uh, Jeffrey Tamor, yeah, or whatever here, and uh, there's uh, his work colleagues. Um, I like this stuff in the in the beginning. Um, yeah. It's like as you said, they're introducing the family, and there's a stay-at-home uh, wife and the three kids. We're all pretty young, right? This very little, young little baby and two kids. Um, yeah, like maybe like four is the oldest, mm-hmm. something like that. But Jack, Jack gets fired very quickly. But I do like the stuff at the factory where he's trying. Yeah. He's trying to be the. He didn't encourager. see Rocky. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that stuff. He's trying to make. <laughs> you just yeah. never give up. I saw Rocky the other day. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Is his manager dead or alive? <laughs> Was he fighting the guy with a mohawk? You know, Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. like, that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> he didn't see Rocky. <laughs> Love that stuff. We'll talk about Rocky later, of course. And then they're like singing the Rocky theme. He's <laughs> like, yeah, the hand up. <laughs> uh huh. And I think I, I'm immediately. I think my like. I'll say it right here. Michael Keaton's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like I like Michael Keaton generally, but you can kind of see like yeah, why he was, he was good for this role. Yeah, you, you kind of see why someone looked at him and was like, yeah, this is the guy we want for you know movies. And like, he just has a lot of charm here. They uh, considered Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, Michael Douglas, John Travolta, all for that role. Yeah, and you, you'd see that. I could see a that. lot of people for his wife too: Sally Field, Farrah Fawcett, Jane Curtin, Karen, Karen Allen. Yeah. Wow. So they they took a, a risk names. on some smaller names here. So. Yeah, that'd be true. Kudos, and I think that worked out. I think that. Well, I don't know how out. well known they were at that point as well. You know, they're big names for us now, but yeah, I mean, Chevy Chase was pretty. I think he was in a. Is SNL around this time, and I think mm-hmm. he was in Caddyshack. I think that came first. I'm, I don't know, but but it's still pretty early, you know. I mean, yeah. Usually, people on SNL are not very well known. It's still That's early. Usually, career. their start. Yeah. But um, 
I like all this stuff with I, the whole thing where he learns that uh, Christopher Lloyd's character is being fired by Jeffrey Tamor's character. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> how could you do this? I don't believe it. He like stops uh, Christopher Lloyd from attacking him, yeah. and then he's like, "You're getting fired too. <laughs> Why <are> you? <laughs> this is great. You know what else I want? Disability. <laughs> <laughs> like all this stuff too. is funny. I I'm laughing here. Yeah, I'm having a good time right off the bat with this movie. But this is a quick setup, right? Yeah. So yeah. They he jump right into it. Jump right into and it. And then I like the scene later at dinner where he's immediately like, okay, I'll bet you 100 to 1. I get a job before you. Yeah. And then I guess it's not, but it feels like it's the next morning. It does. They like really play it off that way. It's supposed to feel like he's it like, was a quick, quick turnaround Well, take here. the money. <laughs> where he's like, oh, crap. Well, you idiot. <laughs> so she gets a job at an ad agency. Right. They don't explain any of that. It's just like, well, here she is. It was a quick mention. She, you kind of assume it because she's like, I got some experience in an ad marketing or something like right. that, or she studied it, and so she's like, I'll do that. And then she, she just got one. Do we ever know what city they're in? No, I see someone wearing a, a Michigan um, jersey. Oh, Detroit. We do know they're in yeah. Detroit. That's right. Well, they talk about the Lions at least. So it's amazing. We know from that much. that we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? Well, it's yeah. That's this true. Is, it's it's written by John Hughes, so I guess he written. had control. I know. There, there's like a whole thing on Wikipedia about like how they, <sighs> Mr. Hughes knew an executive, like met an executive at the studio. They talked about it, decided it would be a good idea for the movie, and then the studio didn't really like him, so they took him off the project, and then they decided mm-hmm. to make a feature film, and then they. Ended up deciding they were going to change his script. They ended up deciding to go back to his original script, and then they came back to him basically. Okay, so there's probably I guess they explored a lot. other options and then decided, well, maybe we should go with Mr. Hughes. There's I guess probably they, a lot that comes from him. A lot from comes from somebody else. So probably if he had it his way from top to finish, they would have gone to Chicago. I'm sure, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there was some, some some changes along with all that craziness. Basically, I'm just surprised whenever we're not there. So, hey, interesting change of pace. We're in Detroit. Very cool. They said they said part of the thing actually was that they didn't like that he worked in Chicago and not Los Angeles. What? Okay. So that was part of the reason they fired him. So. Huh. <laughs> well, I would I do want to say this. He's I, loyal to a fault. No kidding. <laughs> I like the family here. I think there's there's a warmness here between him and his wife and the kids. That I appreciate. Like, you know, it's... Yeah. When you want to fight for the family dynamic later on in the movie, it's good to establish yeah. that this is a family who loves each other and they like each that other. That is something they, they do well. And they have a reason to exist. Yeah. It's something we did not see in yeah. like something like she's having a baby. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to see for that. For sure. I'd say that was one of the biggest glaring f- flaws of that movie. And that's yeah something they do strong here. Like, you can tell Michael Keaton... And Terry Gar are like, they have some chemistry and yeah. like they actually like each other and like they want to be together with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like she even says it like when, when she's heading off to her job, like I'm going to miss you guys. It's like, yeah. It's and you good. believe it's it. Good. So they have a nice rapport here. And I think they, they make, they do good at giving her a personality too. this movie's about Jack, Michael Keaton, Jack. Yeah. And obviously it's Mr. Mom, but they do a good job giving her a personality as well mm-hmm. and not making her just kind of a bland. Oh, she's a strong lady. Yeah, yeah, she's just uh, has a really interesting personality. They're kind of almost both B type personalities, which I enjoy. As someone who's more of a B type <laughs> yeah. personality, they're both very laid back right. and they're not like quick to yell at each other right. or get upset. They're kind of just like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I, I like this scene in the boardroom where everyone's smoking like a chimney. Uh-huh. <laughs> she comes into this, like, mess of a tuna commercial <laughs> debate. Um, but I really thought this scene was going to go somewhere else other than where it went. Yeah. So it's like, it almost like starts to go in a direction and then it just kind of ends. Exactly. Did you feel that way? It was I like, definitely did. You feel It was like, okay, she's, she's about to... to school everyone. Yeah. She's the normal consumer. She's coming in with fresh eyes. And they kind of say that later, but like, she doesn't like finish her thought. It kind of gets cut off. She's like, you know, starting to like give her opinion and then it like cuts <laughs> to the exactly. next scene. You think that, like, and you wonder why later it's like that Ron has her, like, so close. You realize that later on it's more of a predatory kind of thing. But, but yeah. Well, I think it's a little bit of both, I would argue. She sees her, he sees her worth, like, as far as her her talent in the ad agency. But it's just. He's attracted to her, and I think he's also attracted to her talent. So, Mm -hmm. a little bit of both. Yeah, but no, we don't get to see her school. Everyone just kind of stops. She's. Yeah. Immediately, even though she like kind of does later in other scenes, and Mm -hmm. it puts off that like she obviously is really good at her job. But I don't know. I would have liked that they had played it off as like she's this brilliant ad lady that you know at that point that was like, oh wow, (laughs) she knows Mm -hmm. what she's talking about. But and I like that Jack takes it well. Like when she gets a job, he's genuinely happy for her. He's not like. Because a big mistake would be to stir up drama, be like, "I'm jealous, I'm bitter, whatever." Right. And there might, there probably is a little bit of that feel there. Like a rabbit hole, you're kind of saying. Yeah. Like, let's not explore that as deeply. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and why would you? I mean, like, he's happy for her. He's a good husband. We know it. We believe in him. He's a character you want to follow. Let's move on. You know. Because the real like draw to the movie is like just the idea that look, he's exploring something he's never explored before, and it's like this is yeah. very hard, and like. I think there's just a whole message throughout. It's like respect, you know, women at home raising families because mm-hmm. it's an incredibly hard job. Yes. <laughs> like the one lady, Joan, even says that after they're walking out of the grocery store. She's like, I would argue that it's the hardest job in the world. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that's kind of the message of the whole movie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can respect that. <laughs> then that there we get most of our antics here. They kind of start right off, which is most of the movie is just kind of him doing the Mr. Mom thing. I mean, <laughs> the grocery store whole scene is like just full of that. I love the like clean up one aisle, whatever they went down. <laughs> I love this. I think it's really funny. They have a lot of good I told gags you here. Not to touch that grapefruit. <laughs> what? Okay, we've we've both gone to the store many a times. I don't know why it's so complicated <laughs> here. When you go to the this is an eighty three grocery store. Drink. Yeah, <laughs> I guess when you go to the meat counter, there's immediately an entire line behind yeah, you. The deli, yeah. and there's a very specific deli runner who's like, oh. I want ham. They'd, she'd give them the most plain ham. It is not that busy in the middle of the day. No, on a weekday. At least not on present day. <laughs> no, at least not now. But it's funny. He accidentally loses the kids. I like how he swaps them with yeah. some other kid. But I don't have a kid. <laughs> yeah, this is all funny stuff. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the maxi pad thing. That's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, she has to call it out over the. Uh, we're intercom. we're good, Jeff. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> you don't have to check that. Yeah, and I think a lot of this stuff that we see here, it's kind of like, hmm, we see this a lot, like in movies today, but this is kind of, I think, the genesis of a lot of it. Like, this is, I think, where they get a lot of it from. I know it's probably Mm -hmm. not the first, but I think this is what popularized it. You know what I mean? The whole dropping the kids off, oh, you're doing it wrong. I've seen that joke, like, 50 times. There's an old movie called Carpool that I watched. 
Oh, that's wow. the epitome of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's funny here. That's the thing. Every time I see these jokes that I think I know set up, I'm like, I'm kind of rolling my eyes because I'm like, God, I've seen this so many times. I know it comes from here. But uh, then I start laughing because I'm realizing they're doing this really good. And they're yeah. playing it really well. <laughs> and it's being done by funny Source performers. material was good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, uh, shoot, what else do we have here after the they go to the store? I mean. Ron shows up to the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton or Jack walks in with the chainsaw. Yeah. He's initially. <laughs> Establish his dominance as yeah. the leader of the house. I don't know why. I don't know what he's even trying to say here. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to read a lot of testosterone. Home. Yeah, I Putting guess all so. 220 in. 220, 221, <laughs> whatever it takes. I was waiting for this so you could explain <laughs> to me what that because I'm just like him. I don't know what he's talking yeah. about. 220. It's a little confusing, honestly. What What is that? 220 even? means, so when you put an outlet in, it's 120 volts with a 15 amp. So if you put in 220, that means you have double the volt. So it'd be a 30 amp plug, but there's uh-huh. no reason you would ever put 30 amp plugs just in like a room. <laughs> like a normal plug is a 15 amp plug and mm-hmm. at 120 volts, so. It doesn't really make any sense. So he was it's talking just, about electrical. He's talking nonsense. Work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, that's electrical. <laughs> okay. So I figured with him saying But it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Like, he should have just said, are you putting 120 in the whole area? But Yeah, well, Ron is... Uh, I, you recognize this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name? Martin Mull. Mm-hmm. You, you know what he's from? I know him from Clue. Mm-hmm. As Colonel Mustard. That is it. <laughs> I uh, think. Jingle I mean. All the Way. He was in Jingle All the Way. Wow. I don't remember what he was in I'm Jingle All the Way. My, my mind is... Well, yeah. He was in Killers. He was in the Roseanne TV show, the original, like, 91 to 97. Jingle All the Way. I'm reeling at that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like Ron immediately here, He's he's coming off as inappropriate. I mean, he's... Obviously, trying to demean uh, Jack when he walks into his house and yeah. kind of tries to make him feel bad. He's like, "Oh, I don't drink during work hours." Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. You know, he's obviously trying to put him down, which here. is great, a baloney. <laughs> yeah, and he's being very—he's the most inappropriate person ever. I know this is earlier times, so I don't know how this was supposed to come off then. But he's being very inappropriate with Carol, the way he's like, you know. Kind of touching her and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, you're a very beautiful woman, Carol. It's like, oh, goodness gracious. And so. Speaking of Jingle All the Way, doesn't that remind you of Ted? Oh, Ted. Oh, yeah. The cookies. He's a lot like Ted. Mm, these cookies. You're a very beautiful woman. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to find what he is in Let's that just movie. Spend the rest of this episode, oh, trying to figure out. I want to know who this guy is. Who He's like Ron one was. of the top five people listed. What? I can't. In Jingle All the Way. Oh wait, no. Who the heck was he? Oh, he's the radio DJ. He's the radio DJ. That's who he is. When they run in to the radio for the free um, doll. Do, do you think like, I actually have a Turbo Man doll here yeah. in the studio? That guy? You get a coupon. <laughs> oh, my God. You get it in six to eight weeks. Wow, that is him. <laughs> That's actually a pretty small role. I don't know why he's listed like fifth. There's not a lot of people in there. It's like <laughs> Arnold, Sinbad, uh, you know, Tom Hanks' wife. And, Ted. <laughs> and Ted. <laughs> and their son. And Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyways. <laughs> so, Mr. Mom. He's had a lot of, like, smaller roles, it seems like. Yeah. So, 
again, I think this is where like the most classic scene of the movie is. Like probably this is what I thought of when I thought of this movie is the classic. Here are fifty things going wrong at once. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of Jaws funny. the vacuum. Oh, you mean Jaws? So is this a remote controlled vacuum? I think he makes because later. He's like, has a remote, and he's like, go clean that room. I assumed he jerry-rigged it later, but until then, <laughs> it's understand. out of control. Well, it chases the children around the house. <laughs> it's so cool if it is. Yeah. That seems so advanced for 83. I mean, we have that now. We have the Roomba, but yeah. uh, we're far away from the Roomba. But we don't even have like a remote-controlled one. Well, we could use our phone, if depending on the model. Oh, can you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why you would, but... I don't either, if it just goes <laughs> on its own, but still. Still, it's crazy for 83. It's humorous. I mean, we don't get a lot of stuff with the kids. I think this is that's for the better. They're just normal kids. Yeah. They're not like... They don't try to give one a quirk, where the only they thing that... They do a that, good enough job. Yeah, exactly. They're, the kids are fine. You don't need to give them this big personality or story arc. They're, they're also very young, so... They're very young. They don't have a lot to say. I think Alex is the older one, and mm-hmm. he just kind of tells him, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. He's kind of <laughs> the kind of thing. mentoring him along there, whereas the other one is obsessed with his blanket or whatever, his wooby. Yeah, they're just kind of like props. And the other one's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so... They're there to get destroyed by the vacuum or attacked by the washing machine. Which is funny. Oh, my God. I can't believe I laughed at that. The washing machine's, like, walking towards him and the <laughs> exactly. plumber. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I see this. I'm like, okay. But, again, I'm, like, laughing, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm laughing at this <laughs> when it's, like, wobbling so violently oh back gosh. and forth, and the plumber is like, oh, my God. You know, know, you're like, a plumber. Do something about it. Yeah, he's, like, nervous, like, holding the child back. Like, he's scared like he's of the it. one we should call when stuff like this happens. Yeah, what else? It's like you have three people here at once: the plumber, the the Terminex. pest control, yeah. and uh, then you have the the TV lady. The TV lady gets paid forty dollars like an hour. Part when he walks out of the room, yeah, I get forty five an hour for banging a TV. It's like, with a fist. why do you have to tell me that right now? I know. Wow, it's very unprofessional. <laughs> and yeah, they they feed the baby chili <laughs> while he's uh, the other baby feeds the baby chili. <laughs> Like, oh, Lord. First, I didn't know why they were running away. I was like, why are they running? Are they just like, this house is too crazy? I'm like, oh, because explosive <laughs> diarrhea is going to happen. They don't want to be there. They have to help. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny when they go to the obstacle course um, for Ed Ron's party. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. corporate Olympics is what I said it was. Yeah, yeah the corporate Olympics. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> so, like, I think the... The thing I take of note of that, because it's a goofy enough thing, and everyone wants Ron to win because it's his, and they're trying to kiss his butt. But Jack's like, right. screw that. I like that he takes the fall. I'm like, that's yeah. that's nice. It's a nice moment. Again, yeah. I, I keep feeling that these are His two wife didn't even ask for it either. Did, she didn't ask for yeah. it. She appreciates it He later. knew what was the right choice for her. Yeah, yeah, I like looked at her at the end. You know, you know that he could have won, and he just takes the yeah. fall. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been more obvious, but he did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he goes to the, the job thing before, and mm, the, the right. guys are, like, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no jobs in this city. <laughs> and and then they're giving out the recipe for the dinner. Mm-hmm. The, the gr- ground beef. <laughs> I wonder what, what that recipe was. Yeah. We should go back and write it down. Let's see if we can zoom in and see, <laughs> see if we get that full recipe and cook it on uh, Breakfast with Candles Does Cooking or something like that. We can make a show. We get a very different Michael Keaton now. Bearded. He's we starting get, to slum it. <laughs> we get the loner staring out the window here. It's like a big transition. Yeah. It's, it's like, the part the second part of the movie, basically. Yeah, it's like we had funny go you know, 
funny go hard like Michael Keaton. Now mm-hmm. it's like, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> he's diving deep. Uh huh. The flannel shirt. He's officially Mr. Mom, but like the failure version. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think this stuff is funny. Again, I think they could play it for like you're you starting to get mad at him or annoyed by him and he becomes like a baby or something like that. But he's he plays it in a really funny way. I like that he's <laughs> these these soap operas. Who would watch yeah. these? And then <laughs> he's, he's obsessed. So annoyed. He keeps moving the TV around the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is As the World Turns, is that what this is? I don't even Something know. Something like that. My mom, you know, she watches them, man. You know. It's her stories. Oh, she really yeah. fell into that to call them yeah. my stories. I couldn't yeah. believe it. When I heard those <laughs> words come out of her mouth, it's something that I'd like, you know, be like, oh, you know, my stories and like make fun of her. But like, then she actually said it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> She's become what I feared. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the poker game, I love that. They're, uh-huh. they're anteing up with different coupons. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of product placement here too. Uh, yeah, the hefty bags and dominoes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the uh, real products. The go play, yeah. Instead man. of schooner tuna, whatever. Scooter tuna, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a real thing. For all I maybe know, Detroit has a schooner tuna. Yeah, maybe it was an '80s Detroit tuna that we just don't know about. But yeah, funny stuff. And uh, I think uh, Carol comes and kind of criticizes him. For this, I mean, he <laughs> sees him, sees him like kind of looking at what's Joan is like the the neighborhood yeah. hottie who's like kind of reminds He's me of the being pretty sleazy. Yeah, kind of <laughs> reminds me of the the woman, the less weird version of the woman from Uncle Buck, who's yeah. like comes over and hit on him and like the hits on everyone. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I think it's implied later that she's like she's like you know hung out with the Very like much. with the uh, pesticide guy or whatever. Oh, does he it? was like. Joan oh. or whatever later. So it's like, that. okay. Yeah. So I think it's like, she gets around, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, and then there's like this soap scene mm-hmm. <laughs> played out in their real lives uh-huh. where he like gets with Joan and his wife comes home, ends up shooting him. <laughs> Love yeah. it. I, I'm, this is really funny. Cause at yeah. first you're like, Oh geez. And then you're like, Oh, this is a dream or whatever. Some daydream. <laughs> yeah. You kind of assume as it gets more and more ridiculous, like, okay. Yeah, when Joan This would comes throw in. the entire movie to a loop if all this was happening. Yeah, and he plays it as, he, it's like, he does the whole thing where he gets insecure because it's Joan... It's come to Jesus moment, basically. Yeah, because Joan criticizes him about the flannel shirt because he's been wearing it for weeks and the fact that he's gained a little weight. And no, Joan beat. likes it. Yeah, but in the dream, Joan likes it. And in the yeah. dream, he's like, oh, you even like... The beard. She's like, oh, do you I? You mean his wife doesn't, Carol doesn't like it. Yeah, it's like Caroline. what triggers him to have this yeah. fantasy, yeah. <laughs> which ends with him being shot and laying in his yeah. uh, murder victim lines or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And now he's back is what I have. He like shaves his beard and he is back. Here we go. He is painting fences. Yeah. He's doing all the things that he probably wouldn't know how to do actually. And this is the thing. Oh my gosh, finally, this is a big moment here for our podcast. So many of these episodes, John Hughes used licensed music for other movies inappropriately, I think. He uses them like, okay, like in Ferris Bueller, when they jump the thing with the car. I'm like, why are we hearing Star Wars? We're hearing Rocky here, and it was freaking seated earlier when he was talking about getting up and going for it whatever <laughs> and just keeping on trying or whatever is and this he, the same studio though maybe they have the same rights already and they can put studio. it in I don't, I don't remember which studio made i think it was mgm is the studio who makes hmm. rocky i'm pretty sure 
But um, I don't know. Either way, when they play a theme song, usually it's like what the last time we heard the Rocky theme song was at the end of Weird Science, <laughs> out of nowhere. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy to hear it and be like, oh, haha, yeah, because of before. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's all you got to do. But yeah, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. He burns his flannel. <laughs> Yeah, and the blankie. And right? the blankie. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't burn it. He take he has a man-to-man talk with the boy, and he takes it. I'd like some alone time now after he takes it. The other kid, you did the right thing. That's funny. <laughs> I like it when, like, small things like that, like, feel feel good and feel like they fit right in. Yeah. Because, like, some of these movies that we've seen before, it's like some of that it feels very forced, and it feels like weird cuts to it. It's like... What? Like that doesn't even make any Why sense. Are we doing but this like now? this is like they talked about it before and now they're leading into it. It's like it just helps with the whole flow of the movie, I think, when mm-hmm. the small things like this work well. And it's the missing piece of something we haven't seen of like people like who have to be staying home moms or stay at home dads. They have to do some child development yeah. stuff. And so we get a little bit of that here. Yeah. So he kinda is making dinner for his wife at this point is what I have. Like she's not able to show up. It's just kinda like I think impressing upon like the fact that like she's working longer hours and like it's more demanding. She's just not able to have like any time for the family. At this yeah, point. it's where you realize she's she's at a job that she doesn't want to be in because that's important. Yeah, because it's not a job that just he's jealous and angry and whatever, but she's loving it. She doesn't want to do this because she values the time with her family a lot and she knows that she's not getting it. And so, because if it was just him being like, oh, you know, whatever, and she's enjoying it, it would be harder to kind of want her to quit. But she's actually not happy there. You, you, I don't know if I agree with that at this point. Do you think she's like I feel like that dawns or? on her later. I mean, I feel like she wants to be with the family, but I feel like she does enjoy what she's doing. I think she so doesn't too. enjoy as long of hours, but I do think she does like the job. Yeah, she just doesn't like the conditions is the thing. She likes yeah. doing what she's doing, but she doesn't like the fact that she has to miss everything, you know? And, yeah. Uh, and I think the Halloween thing, I think, is like kind of the biggest point at which that's like said when mm-hmm. she's having to drive away. That's where it hits home, you know, yeah. because she has the big. She lands the big thing, tuna yeah. with a heart. Right two. before that. <laughs> Guy's weird. He's like, oh, yeah. It's the American way. I love that bleeding heart crap. <laughs> so he doesn't believe it at all, basically. No, not at all. But it's 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 funny. But, it, yeah. And so then at that point, that's when uh, they have to go to L.A. And then they get the right. big speech or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they have to go? Oh, to film the commercial. Yeah. That's right. Oh, Why do they go? Because she has to be there. For some reason, really because she's that. a producer. I mean, yeah. like, what? I guess, yeah, I guess you'd want her to kind of be there since she's the one that has the vision, but still, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and then the commercial's literally the guy just standing right in the middle saying exactly what she told him to say. We see it later. It's a terrible it's commercial. Like, why, why did you need her there for that? It is an awful, awful commercial that everybody did a bad job <laughs> in. <laughs> literally just there so the boss can hit on her later. Yeah, like exactly. That's the only point. <laughs> sleazy, sleazy. Because we asked her out for dinner, and she's like, no, I'm going to go home. I think I'm going to go back to the hotel and have a bath. And he's like, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> what a sleazeball. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack, you know, he, he gets asked back to the job, and he kind of, like, tells on Tabor, the driver, Jeff Jeffrey, 
who was a driver later, like kind of tells on him. I guess he was cooking the books or something. To yeah, like, that's what it makes the scene. It wasn't yeah. confirmed, but that's what was doesn't implied. Really, wasn't doing his job, honestly, I guess. Yeah. I guess he was feeling the heat. It's a little unclear to me, like, what's going on. Because it's like, okay, if he was cooking the books, that means he was, like, trying to cover for something that was actually bad happening. You see what I'm saying? But it's like, mm-hmm. but if Michael Keaton was doing his job well, which I think the movie's trying to prove, he wouldn't need to. You he know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah. confusing. It's like, it seems like it would look bad on Michael Keaton either way. Mm-hmm. All they're trying so. to basically say <laughs> is that he was good at his job in the corporate's are starting to realize that because profits are going down since he left and Jeffrey Tamor's a bad guy. For some reason. <laughs> for some reason that we don't get a specific answer for. There's another one where it's like unnecessarily strange name. Jeffrey Tamor's name is Jinx. It's like, couldn't Why? you have named him Jeff? Or Do you know a single Peter or something? named Jinx? It's so strange. It's like... I thought he was joking, like he's the Jinx or something, you know. Like, but it's like, no, his name is actually Jinx. It's like a villain from James Bond. I have no <laughs> idea why his name is Jinx. It's ridiculous, but so you know, strange. Whatever. Along with our other pantheon of yeah, unnecessarily names. strangely <laughs> named characters like Rice and <laughs> sure and uh, Watts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anyways, we get the uh, mom's dinner kind of next and the strip yeah. club ridiculous <laughs> stripping of the astronauts <laughs> first of all, i was like where are we like i don't know what's going on because okay i didn't tell you this luke but this entire movie oh i am like on <laughs> pins and needles wondering when the shoe is gonna drop when the time's gonna come <laughs> where i throw up my hands and i say not this stupid crap again where <laughs> one of the characters gets caught in a misunderstanding yeah. and everyone screams at the other person. They're everyone's sad for 15 minutes and it never yeah. comes. <laughs> yeah. That is refreshing, isn't it? Oh, I have to agree. That's one of the most annoying things we've, we've talked it. about this before, but it's like, we have to over the things over. where it's like, if you just explain to them what happened, I mean, it, it kind of happens a little bit here. Yes. But they do a, Whoop. They yeah. basically it happens and then it's like okay here we oh oh we're the, not gonna the do only that. the only part I'll say that was annoying about this was the fact that he didn't answer the phone like he yes. doesn't even talk to his wife so it's like I would at first want to at least talk to her and be like what in the world is going on yes instead he's just like I'm not answering the phone he rips it out exactly you want me there. to answer it oh hello there's no one there <laughs> <laughs> and throws it across the room they they do do that for about. <laughs> Three minutes of him being upset, yeah. which I'm just like, I'm there being like, oh my God. It was a forgivable gonna... amount. Yeah, I was, exactly. I was like, great. <laughs> this is going to be the rest of the movie until the very end. And then it's yeah. it's kind of not. I mean, they, they play a lot of it for laughs, yeah. which I enjoy. They get home quick. They get home quick. It's like the next day. And then I'm like, they, they dangle it in front of me again when Joan comes over. Yeah. Joan. Because they... She's got the Jack Daniels. Exactly. She's got the Jack Daniels ready. Everyone is there. I don't know why she would do this now. The world is there. It's weird. Does he she have to? She was thirsty. She was really thirsty. Did In two different ways. More ways than one. Do they have to really have all three of those people there at once every time they the come? TV lady. The TV lady, the, the pest It's like guy. they call each other up. It's time to visit the butler house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so strange. Old Jack Butler's got his shenanigans going on again. Their role is even more confusing by the end of this thing. <laughs> Why did 
Yeah. I, I do pest control. Why does the bug guy need to show up again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so this is kind of where it all comes to a head. Every, literally, everyone comes for this. <laughs> so, which I like this, by the way. I like this because they have, We I guess we skipped the part where uh, Carol does kick freaking Ron out of the hotel when he comes over and tries to right. hit on her and punches yeah. him in the face. We're like, yeah, freaking punch that idiot. That's it, part of like them straightening it out pretty quick. Exactly. Not Exi- leaving you hanging. <laughs> Not leaving you hanging, exactly. And so she flies right back and Carol comes and, and then I'm still here going like, oh, She's very reasonable about Joan being in her bed. I know. Very reasonable. <laughs> Why are you in my bedroom? This is my bedroom, right? Get out. So he decorated in this ridiculous what did he, why did he do jungle this? room or whatever he said, Sears jungle collection? We don't really get the rationale for why he did this. I was like, because I <laughs> didn't get it. I thought he was, he was going to come home and it was going to be like a man cave or whatever because he did something out of anger. I don't know. Because he was like, the kids were like painting yeah. the... Walls poop brown. It seems completely unnecessary to add any of that. I know I didn't understand it, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it looked reasonable. It looked like there was a design choice being made there. Yeah, <laughs> some design choice. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that he's in the bathroom and he goes going through the reasons A through Z as to what he should or shouldn't do. And yeah, when he gets to Z, he's that was like, good. "It's yeah. good." And I will good, never good way do of doing this. it. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing I feel like that's kind of Michael Keaton style. So. That was good. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it, it confirms what you feel because you feel as a care you feel that he wouldn't do you're this. Not you know? gonna do you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything because you love your wife. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. That was kind of all I had. Yeah, I mean um, the misunderstanding is is like it ends really quickly, and then there everything's good. It's the one yeah. thing that is weird. I think this ending is weird. I, I feel like it is a weird note to end an overall enjoyable movie. Which with this like I like that Jeffrey Tambor got punched in the face by yeah, the way right at the end too. You, you, I you, warned you. I warned you. <laughs> Boom! Shut up, kid. We're talking. Oh my god! I can't believe you yelled at the kid. Yeah. Like <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. What is? I was like thinking, what is going on? Like, are they negotiating their higher, like their job terms with the yeah. with the the electric on the fly? Like, yeah, with the plumber and the pesticide person and the TV lady. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'd take that. <laughs> what on earth? It, it was it's kind of weird as they just sit there and watch that terrible commercial. Yeah, <laughs> and then freeze frame, it's over. So it yep. is kind of a weird ending. Pretty much, yeah. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so overall thoughts, um, I I've enjoyed several of the movies we've done before, but this is up there. I'd say this mm-hmm. is. Um, Maybe in the top three. Um, I think I've enjoyed some of the earlier ones a little bit more than you, maybe. But yes. uh, this this is just, to me, it's a smooth ride throughout. That's one of the best um, critiques I have for it. I think it's just one of, one of the best um, compliments I think I can give the movie is that the character development and the story flow very well and develop well. There's like a, a nice ebb and flow to the controversy and... Just the issues going on, like we said, like there's not like silly things are the reasons that there's controversy. Yeah. It's not like misunderstandings, which to me is like the cheapest way to like carry a movie along. Yes. There's, you know, there's real, there's real things going on. You know, there's, it's, it's a hard market. I'm guessing this is actually how it was in 83. 
in Detroit, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. <laughs> that was before my time, but I'm I'm assuming this is based somewhat on reality. And, you know, I'm guessing that there was a downturn in the market at this point. And so maybe, you know, a lot of people in the theater back then could, you know, relate to this situation. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of times movies that, you know, based somewhat on reality, you know, can connect with an audience better. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard when we're watching it 40 years later. But, yeah, I, I thought it flowed extremely well. I thought the casting was really good. And I'd say the direct, directing seemed good. And just it was a good movie, I, you know, and it was perfect in, it was definitely not perfect in any way, but you know, I, I would give this a pretty high score, probably eight and a half. I would say on this one, it just, it was fun. It had a good mix of drama and comedy and yeah, well done. Yeah. And I think I'm right there with you. I really enjoyed this one a lot more than I thought I was too. You know, I thought I was going to be like, okay, we're going to see these kind of things that have kind of become tropes. We're going to see their inception here. And it's just, they're all done so well and with a funny cast who everyone's just having a fun time and they never feel the need to betray these characters with again as we say stupid misunderstandings and forced drama and it's just it knows what kind of movie it is and it actually has an identity that kind of runs through the entire thing which makes an enjoyable one to pop in and watch and not like get annoyed by parts because there's always those parts in movies where you're like oh this is a great movie but i am annoyed by this entire right. section of it where the movie kind of just dips down but this never has that and or it crash lands for the ending exactly yeah. it's i think enjoyable all the way through and um yeah it's it's a fun movie i highly recommend watching it if you haven't seen it and you maybe think about it oh yeah oh geez it's that which i kind of did like thinking back on it I'm like oh geez you know all these this stuff which you know it's all classic stuff that has been turned into just all things you've seen good over things. and over again. Yeah, but yeah. it's done well here. And if you like Michael Keaton, which I think a lot of people do, me included, I, I really like Michael Keaton. I think he's great here. And, you know, check it out. Highly recommend it. Yeah, good. Um, so next week we are going to do Class Reunion, okay. which is kind of a smaller movie. We're going... Even further back in time, this is an 82 flick written by Mr. Hughes. Is this the first one in our, I mean, the earliest one? In National our, Lampoon. Is that, that's, that's before this? This is National Lampoon's oh, this is class National, reunion. Wow, I've never <laughs> seen this movie ever. But is this the it's earliest one a, in, our, uh, in our pantheon well, of movies we're doing? I mean, it is so far. I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. It might be. Very well could be. I think this is one of the first movies he wrote. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. So we're going to the beginning. The Genesis. Oh, I do have the list here. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first one he wrote. How about According that, to Wikipedia, at least. <laughs> this is listed under the genre comedy horror. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> and that's strange. <laughs> All right. We'll see what this one's about. I have yeah. no idea. what I've never seen or really heard anything about this one. Yeah. We're going in fresh. Hopefully we can find this one. Oh, God. This is a smaller one, so. Don't pull a Dutch on Mr. us. Mr. Mom was pretty easy to find. Yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, see it if you guys have time, and we'll talk about it next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>